Hello, and welcome to episode 348 of Muse on Minis. Musing and amusing. I'm a host, Nigel. I play Kador. I'm a parasite. <laughs> I'm Crump, and I play Circle. I'm Seabass, and I second the fact that Crump is a parasite. Oh, nice. oh also, I play Kador. Nice. <laughs> Good, we're off the... Thank Christ, we're off this uh, nonsense... What? Faction faction drifting from Seabass. <laughs> He's back to home plate. <laughs> yep, yep. I've been yeah. on home plate for a while. I've been playing Kador for a while. Mm. So. And I gotta admit, the faction is... Uh, I just... Uh, I just have a lot of fun playing it. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really care what the power level is. I don't care what the, all that crap doesn't matter. It's a miniatures game, it's not precise anyway. So I've just been enjoying playing Old Witch Two and Legion of Steel, and I have been playing the hell out of that. And it is so much fun. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, today's episode, we are going to do a little bit of a precursory look at the CID of Circle. Yes. And it's like Christmas right now, sort of. It's Crumb's Hot Takes. <laughs> and then a week from uh, now. This is going to be amazing. Crump, start with the hot takes. Oh, God. Oh, God. Apparently. Brenos. Everything... Let's go right into Brenos. No! Yeah, I don't got... want to. Wait, did they yep, get Pathfinder? Let's talk about Brenos. Deep dive into Brenos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is important. Did that, did that old man get Pathfinder? Uh, let me find out for you. If he did, what do I get? Oh, my God. He did it. He, what? He oh, did suck it. He did. It's Pathfinder. What? Where? Oh, no, he's always at it. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, I guess he has. I don't even know what he does because he's so bad. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Dang it. I was like, did they forget him? That Mm -hmm. would be amazing. Um, Yes, so the Circle CID version 1.0, I guess, came out. Um, I am super excited about the new stuff because it's, like, real dumb. Have you read the like new caster? No, I don't know. I'm gonna. This is all gonna be new, new Ooh, to me. Okay. Well, um, let me. <laughs> they basically fix Circle Whiny McWinerton's like complaints that they've always had mm-hmm. that aren't really justified. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they fixed them. So basically, Morvana One was super confusing for me because I was like, what did they change about these spells? All of her like upkeeps now just cost two, mm-hmm. whereas before it was like four, three, and two. Yep. So like people were like, I can't cast all my upkeeps on the first turn. Yeah. <laughs> and, <we. laughs> yeah. and I was just yeah, I've literally never cared. Uh, don't you you don't have any of your tier lists where you get to start with all your spells in play or whatever? Um, I don't know currently. Yeah. Uh, Not that that's a huge deal, but like in a lot of factions I, there's a I think there is one. I think it's the black clad one. Mm-hmm. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Um Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's changed. Secret Masters. Yeah. Which she's good in that theme force. Mm-hmm. But like <laughs> now you don't need like Yeah. So that theme, that bonus is also just like it's basically a nerf to that theme. No, that bonus just sucks unless you're like trolls, I guess, and have to feed a creel stone or something. Uh, like, it's great for trolls. It's really good for trolls. It's also good for um, uh, folk, like war machine factions, like especially Magnus. Magnus has like three upkeeps, and then he also wants to camp. And does it matter that much on the first turn? And he's resourceful, so he's awesome. You know, yeah, it really matters because then he can just like run, so he doesn't have to cast. He just uh, goes uh, and runs. Okay, and, all right. Yeah, puts yeah. himself into a bad spot. Oh, fair. <laughs> Do my death. <laughs> Just yep. Right there. Um, the main thing that changed about Morvana was her feet. So mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, because you've literally never played against a Morvana ever, because she never saw playing like Mark II, her feet is whenever a friendly faction like model destroys an enemy model with a melee attack, uh, it summons a three-inch forest that like explodes on enemies, and they take like power 13s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've changed it from three-inch forests to now four-inch forests, mm-hmm. which means they'll like actually clip other enemies. Yeah. 
it also means that like your dudes with like it, it's easier to hide your dudes in the forest mm-hmm. instead of just like you know half an inch away from a dude that you just punched. Like. Muse on Mini sells four inch forest templates. By yeah, the way. you're gonna need like you're gonna need a ton. Twenty. Twenty. Assuming I hope this comes through CID. Yeah, if you're if you're a terrible player, you're gonna need twenty. Are you playing against Vlad Rockets? You're going to get 20 Forest tokens. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then the, another small caveat they add is uh, that uh, when the AoE gets placed, so, like, you literally stab a dude. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine this from, like, a, a fluff perspective of what the feat is. It's called Seeds of Destruction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the spell that it's based off, though, is called Eruption of Life. Mm-hmm. Like, Eruption of Life is, like, you basically point at a guy, and then he turns into a tree. <laughs> Like yeah, he explodes and turns his blood like makes all the trees immediately just grow to like full. Mm-hmm. But like that's what her feet is, and you just stab dudes, they explode, and their blood makes the trees around you grow, and then also just like soaks into your body, and you're like, yes, I heal D three damage mm-hmm. points, <laughs> all so, the blood. Just just an aside, I have a tangential sort of real real world experience today. I was walking to my car, so like. <laughs> It's fall. Did you murder a guy and he no, became no. a tree? Yeah, no, uh, it's fall, <laughs> and it's, you know, changing seasons, or it's becoming fall. And there's a huge series of acorn trees in my parking lot at home. Uh-huh. And it, when I come home at night, it rains acorns. It's literally raining acorns. Um, and it so, it is so loud on my car that it actually is intimidating. I'm just like, holy Christ, i got to get out of the hail. And it's actually just acorns. Like, oh. So today I was walking, and, like, the parking lot is almost entirely, like, you can't, you can only see about 10% of concrete, and the rest is acorns, and they're all smashed <laughs> and, like, scattered everywhere. And as I'm walking, it's almost like you're walking on, like, marbles, and you start kind of rolling around a little bit. It's like uh-huh. Home Alone. Yeah. You're like, goddamn like, trees. Ah. And then I was like, but they, they squish under your feet, though. They, like, they smash. And so you, like, crunch them down. So it kind of, like, right before you start to kind of slide, you end up crunching them, and you're crunch, crunch, crunching to your car through all these acorns. And I'm realizing that I've basically been, like, tree bukkakeed. Like, this is just tree spooge all over the place, all over my car, all under my shoes. I'm just walking on tree sperm. Excellent. Yeah. Anyways, that was my weird you're tree actually, revelation. You're actually not. You're just busting nuts all over I'm the place. I'm just busting lot. nuts. Exactly. <laughs> Trees are literally busting nuts all over, all over my car, all over me, all under my shoes. God. It's really gross. Also, the acorns just, or that squirrels just eat that stuff. You never eat, like, almonds? Or? Well, I don't know. I just don't think about it. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> or, like, eggs. Yeah. Yeah, all right. That almond was like, I could have been anything. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I, I like Morvana one now. She, like, actually has a, like, I think a feat, whereas previously, like, she did, but it wasn't really that sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave, like, almost every Circle War Beast Pathfinder just because... That was the I don't know. Just congratulations. Again, that was the big, the biggest thing holding them back. Yep. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, like uh, like that's a huge buff for the pure blood that I don't necessarily think it needed. Because hmm. uh, like frequently you would have to like work for ghostly to like charge over walls and stuff, or you know walk through rough terrain and do a spray like to actually get the sprays that you wanted or whatever. Mm. And now that it has assault, like that's more important because you have to actually like charge or mm-hmm. you don't have to, but you know, get um, in there real quick. Yeah. Another tangential, but this is based off Facebook. Matthew oh Bunting, God, what is happening? <laughs> Matthew Bunting created a post in the scorn Facebook page in which he said the rip horn is 14 points and is basically a bronze bag. Uh, is this a hot take or just crazy town? Dear 
God. Uh, wait, the Riphorn? The Riphorn is a 14-point bronzeback, and it's only got, like, one or two rules different. And then the, I think it was the Stalker, is also just a bronzeback. That's the same points as a bronzeback at 17. They can't both be bronzebacks. Uh, well, that was my... They're drastically different I might ones. be paraphrasing, but you can correct <laughs> You could correct me a little bit, but is the, the the crux of his post seemed to be that the Riphorn was basically a discount bronze back that had just one. It was just like two less pow, and then uh, the Stalker was literally the bronze back with Reach and some other cool rules. Look, at okay. The same regardless, the Horse players should not be going after each other. Mm-hmm. We're like the poor people that are like fighting other poor people and blaming each other mm-hmm. for our problems. It's the like aristocrat war machine players that have it good. Mm-hmm. We got to go after those slayers. Yeah, really, the Slayers is yeah. what needs to go. Yeah. Yep. We should be having that discussion of, like, why is the Slayer, like, five bronzebacks duct oh, taped the together? Slayer, the Slayer-Mad Dog comparison is being constantly made right now. Don't worry about it. Wait, what? Huh? Are people, like, confusing, like, early Mark III Mad Dogs with, like, current Slayers or something? Like, what? Well, they're saying, oh, the Mad Dogs had to be nerfed. We had to make those, you know, Mad, mad Dogs had to be nerfed. Meanwhile, meanwhile, also Privateer Press, they show a picture of a Slayer spam. And then, uh, um, also the comparison of marauders to slayers and the comparison of juggernauts to slayers and whatever gotcha i was gonna, did the riphorn even i don't think the riphorn even like changed i don't know other than like god I'm, pathfinder my presumption and actually here so here's a big question did all the points come down because essentially the same thing i heard from a lot of circle players was that and actually every war, war hordes player is basically like all the bees should come down two or three points per beast right yes um not all of them went down in points hmm um, most of them went down a point, literally mm. a. So like the Narlhorn yeah, Sader, same number of points. It basically just gained a strength and Pathfinder, mm. which is probably fine. Uh, Shadowhorn. Sorry, go ahead. Only, I was going to say the only changes to the Riphorn is that he picked up Pathfinder. Yeah, the Riphorn's pretty pillow fisted. Yeah, it's still pow plus strength. Um, in a faction 14, that doesn't 15, have 14, access to primal, right? In a that doesn't have access. Well, they have access to primal, but they don't have access to beast handlers. Um, beast handlers. Mm. So I think I don't think that's necessarily a direct comparison. I think there's there's some shades of gray that probably have to be explored there between that and being the, the same thing as a bronze back. Yeah, sure. Um, it's probably a more adequate uh, comparison to say that a stalker is similar to a bronze back. Although, I mean, the I don't I, that doesn't even feel remotely close either because the bronze back can generate so many attacks like. Because I'm pretty sure the bronze back has grand slam. Well, that was uh, the that was the pushback was that he's a fiver for fury, and yeah. the others are fours, three, three. Yeah. Well, the the satyr is three. fury three. Gross. Jeez, why is he a three? Yeah. Um, all the satyrs well, are because they're so so satyrs fill a very awkward spot in circle, and this CID is not taking them in the direction that I wanted them to go. Uh, sort of. I'll, I'll elaborate in a second. So like. In order for, like, Circle takes Warbeasts traditionally to hit hard because their infantry literally can't. And mm-hmm. so this is why you always only saw, like, Warp Wolves is because they're the only ones that actually hit hard enough, right? And so what I wanted to see in this Tharn CID, which I unfortunately didn't really, I mean, kind of with Tharn Ravagers, but was, like, infantry that hit hard. So mm-hmm. then you can take, like, less Warbeasts that are heavy hitters and more utility. Okay. And so, like, in, in my mind, in the game, there's, like, lights should primarily be utility. Like, heavy heavies are basically just punching stuff in the face. And then the shaders kind of fill this awkward middle ground where they're basically lights, 
Yeah. Like, they're, like, 11 points for, like, one or two of them. Like, 11 and 12, which is, like, halfway in between in Hordes. Like, Hordes' heavy heavies are still, like, 16 to 19-ish points. Mm. Right? So, like, this 11 is, like, halfway between a light and halfway between a heavy. So, I'm, like, expecting a decent amount of utility and the ability to, like, if I'm absolutely desperate, like, maybe finish off a heavy. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely kill a light or, like... Maybe a caster, but like the satyrs still are like not in that role in my mind. They are like the Gnarlhorn, they're just like give it a strength. So now it's like cool, it hits harder, but like maybe hard enough? Like that one might be hard enough that mm-hmm. it actually like feels like a heavy. But like the Shadowhorn does fill its own role. They switched its animus up. Uh it used to pass out beatback. It now has elusive as an mm-hmm. animus, so it gains dodge, so if somebody misses it, it moves two inches. And it's like death thirteen. So, like, it's kind of an annoying hold-the-scenario piece, potentially. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, 11 points, so I don't know. Whoa! Yeah. What? That's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a heavy. Yeah. For a, quote, heavy. It's only power plus strength 14. Yeah, that's a heavy. Yeah. I mean, uh, keep in mind, a mad dog is, like, the same thing, right? <laughs> but, hey, that's actually... How much? How many points are mad dogs now? Nine. Oh. Yeah. All right, fine. Fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish that um, so so I mean the Shadowhorn is annoying now, which fills a role that like heavies don't, and Circle doesn't really have tarpets mm-hmm. like at all, or they they kind of do now, but like the Shadowhorn actually kind of has its own distinct role that you might take it for that like other things in Circle don't do. The Gnarlhorn just hits a little harder, and then the Riphorn just I don't understand why it exists. Mm-hmm. Like for flavor. It's got some POW plus, like, strength, 14 and 15 attacks. It's Fury 3. It doesn't really bring utility. Like, it's got uh, Bulldoze as an Animus. But, like, it was the Riphorn was, like, the cheap, like, economic heavy that sort of hits hard, but not hard enough just mm-hmm. mathematically. And then, like, the Gnarlhorn. I miss the Gnarlhorn's old Animus. Like, nobody took that thing in Mark II, and it actually had, like, an Animus. It, it was Rush without Pathfinder. Okay. Like, it was just, like, this thing gets plus two inches of movement when it charges and, like, plus two to its charge attack roll. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. Don't know why they took that away, but yeah. Anyway, so I, I basically, I like where the Shadowhorn is from a design perspective. I hate where the Riphorn is, and the Gnarlhorn's also probably fine. Like, it's, like, the econo- economy heavy, I guess. Shrug. I'm very sad that there aren't lights at all in here. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your uh medium based infantry is your new lights. That's the Kador. That's the line Kador gets. Sure. You should suffer the same. All right, that's that's fine. I mean, I'm just surprised that they don't want to sell more winter Argus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the other griffins that aren't the shadow hordes. Mm-hmm. Um Shadowhorn? Is that, is that what it's called? The stealth one. Yeah, shadow. No. No, Shadowhorn is uh Scarsfell. There we go. Boom. Yeah, there right you there. go. It's like Shadowhorn is the satyr. But yeah, all the Warbeasts got a little bit cheaper. Not all of them, most of them. Uh, Blood Trackers are infuriatingly just back what they were in Mark II, except now they have a many feet to switch prey. So mm-hmm. they're basically where they should have always always yeah. been, plus uh, many feet that they didn't have, which is good. Um, so the main, I guess, thing is this I have to play to see if I like them or not. Like, Tharn, like, men seem solid. Maybe too solid? I really don't know. Scott, have you looked at them much? Yeah, I've been looking at them. I don't know. I don't think that they're necessarily um, too much. I think they're probably adequately costed. Um, 
a lot of them, like the Blood Pack uh, and the Ravagers both pick up, they both, all of them pick up rapid healing, right? Yeah. Um, but I'm a little worried about rapid healing really being valuable on a five wound model at arm 15. Um, that is a thing. <laughs> but it, like, if it's going to be good anywhere, it's going to be good there, right? So, because essentially in order to blank these guys, you're going to have to, you're going to have to hit them with something pretty, pretty, pretty tough. So, um, the cute interaction for rapid healing is um, tough because they're all tough. Yep. Right. So, like, that could potentially be annoying, and like take more res- like that's this is why I'd like actually have to play it because I can't mm-hmm. in this context think I'm like they're only five wounds they're just gonna go one shot screw rapid healing but like you make a tough check and then. Now they're like still alive. Yeah. And then like every time you make a tough check, you're just like heal D three, like heal D three. Yeah. Which is just like you know, all it takes is probably like two or so tough checks, and then like you'd like the amount of resources your opponent has to actually allocate to like deal with it. Like, but I, and basically, it's, it feels deceptively tar pity, I guess. Yeah. And I don't actually know if it is or not without playing several games. And grievous wounds is pretty prevalent but not that's yeah, like, always good not in swells right like it's usually like a couple of models right have grievous wounds well no like well i don't know i guess it's uh, not like an entire unit like usually i don't know it depends if, i mean if, we're it's around a lot yeah there's it's grievous wounds is relatively populous in the game so yes. the ability to shut down tough checks to be able to stop that from happening it's pretty common. I mean, trolls have an entire theme force that stops sure. tough checks and such. So, like, that's you know, there's there's going to be some there's going to be some uh, some matchups where that's definitely not going to be you know a, a big deal in the game. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they up the shaman's like no thorn knockdown bubble. It's now eight inches instead of five, which is significant. Um, so, like, because I was talking to Chris about this this idea yesterday of like, oh god, tough checks with like. You know, rapid healing on a five wound model, like you know, tree walker. If they're immune to knockdown, they're like death fifteen, arm fifteen against melee and tough, and you know, like that could potentially be problematic. The Tharn Shaman makes them immune to knockdown because originally I was like, oh, that's really cute with Balder one because he has a solid ground. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I if you're a circle player, I would love to hear about it. I'm gonna test it out in a couple of weeks. Probably show up at Mayhem and test the like Tharn CID stuff. I legitimately just want to know because mm-hmm. also Blood Packs seem bonkers to me right now. But yeah, I don't expect them to come through. They yeah yeah Blood Pack getting Arcing Fire seems really good for them. Uh, that and their guns are now range twelve pow fourteen. Range twelve pow fourteen. Yeah. And they're rat yeah. seven Fire. because of veteran leader. So they're just like range twelve, pow fourteen, rat seven guns with reposition three. It's just like weird. Yeah. And they're only fifteen points for six dudes that are medium base guys. Hmm. That seems did they, aggressively. Did cheap. they still keep assault for assault too? They did not. They did not okay, no. so they lost assault. But that, I don't know. Maybe they never that, had assault. No, I'm just being crazy. No, they did, because I was real freaking pissed about it. Because, you know it's sweet on guys with Heart Eater? To assault. Shoot the guy, you're going to eat his heart, and then don't get the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, but they, uh, I don't think, yeah. No, they don't have it anymore. But yeah, that unit, God, I don't know. That that seems really dumb. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, dealing with them from range is super annoying. Like, they're not going to 
die to anything except like a heavy shooting them. Mm-hmm. So like like I don't think infantry can really effectively shoot them off the table because they're armed fifteen, and then you know you have to deal five wounds. Yeah, <laughs> or they're still at basically full health because we <laughs> rapid healing. So Tharn Blood Pack are the most exciting thing for me. Um, just being honest, like that, I don't expect them to come through as is, but mm, they probably will. Uh, disappointing things. Death Wolves still crap. Lord of the Feast fixed, but still crap. Um, well, he's fixed. Did he get Thresher back? No, <laughs> he's always he has Thresher. Oh, that's the problem is he can't Thresher and throw his bird because Thresher's a star action. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, like he's better, but he's still like I guess I'll take him because he's free. Mm-hmm. Like never pay the points for him. That's well, kinda... and I mean to be completely fair, you're never gonna take him even if he's free in this list. Right. He will never get taken as a free model in this list. Because you can just because... get three free Tharn. <laughs> you would rather get like your second white main so you can spread out your bubble of veteran leader or you like you want to get something like that. You're not gonna take Lord of the Beast. Yeah. White mains sound super annoying now because they also have rapid healing and like yes, they have yeah. more wounds than the mm-hmm. units. So it's just like, oh god, the solo is super annoying. Uh, I am happy with the changes to the Storm Raptor. So they made it. I Matt six. They made it to animate. Basically, all the things I was like, why isn't it just this? They did for the most part. Yeah. They're like, it's Matt six. It's animus cost one. Should have always cost one. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, it, it just should be cheaper. They didn't really fix the cheaper thing. It's it's now thirty seven points instead of thirty eight. Thirty eight. Yeah. Thanks, dudes. Yes. But you know, it picked perceptively mobile though. That which is huge. The uh, preposition three for gargantuans. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, it's definitely like I was playing it at that tournament in Omaha and having a blast. Yeah. And like, and now it's just better and cheaper. Yeah. Like so cool. I guess. Uh, God, that thing is so so fun because people are just like, like they just ignore it because it's Mm -hmm. like it's they're like it's so bad it can't do anything. And then over the course of like four rounds, it's like killed an entire unit and like heavy, yeah. But it's cool. I would like it to be cheaper slash maybe Fury Five, but I I would still play it as it is. I just gargantuans. I feel like um you know just really have to give you your bang for your buck. Yeah. And I'm not sure most of them do. But yeah. Well, I think that's why we don't see them, right? Yeah. So I think the reason why the only gargantuan we've ever really seen competitively is the Mountain King. Yeah, it's because it's Nutter Butters. And that's because the Mountain King is bonkers. Yeah. And it's not even that he's bonkers. It's that he's bonkers in Trolls. Right? right? Like, because the Krillstone dials him up. The Like, there's all kinds of things that Trolls really help him. And even then, we didn't even see him for very long, right? So we see him occasionally with Doom Shaper 3, but that's about right. all we see him. We don't really see him anywhere else. So uh, it's, yeah. I agree. The In order for Gargantuans to see play, they have to do something that you can't get anywhere else in the army, and whatever that is has got to be great. Yeah, yeah. Right? I also want to go back and redact. We also saw Glacial Kings see play. Um, you occasionally see, like, Wraths. Sure. Um, yeah. The but that's just it, though. Whenever those models are seeing play, they're seeing play because they do something that the rest of the stuff in the faction doesn't do. Sure. And they're doing it well enough to justify its price tag. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, that's that's what's yeah. happening. And right now, there's so many of them that just don't do that. Um, I uh, Moving on to other new things. The stupid... Uh, the, the, the far gate. The structure. The... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. 
that thing seems really stupid. As in stupid good? Yeah, but it's mostly because, like, I just, like, with solos always being free, I just actually can't evaluate this model appropriately. Because I'm just like, the structure's seven points. The structure's seven, like, because it's 15 and you can poop out any solo that's not a character. Mm-hmm. At any point in the game, just once. Yeah. So you're like, poop out a seven or you know, seven point solo, so eight points or whatever. I don't know, whatever Wolf Riders are now. Okay. It's like poop out a six or seven point solo for free. So it's just like, oh, the structure only really costs like eight points. But like solos don't actually cost those points. Like mm-hmm. no one ever pays for like solos anymore. Yeah, but it allows you to take solos that aren't in the list, right? I'm so you I'm get not, your you get your free solos and you just get more free solos so now you're just getting tons of free. So I'm not actually sure if the things this poops out have to adhere to like army building rules. Yeah, it's got to be it within like the tier, no. right? It doesn't. No, it doesn't I mean, say. I'm reading it right now. This one model second. can use opening the gate once per game at any time during its activation. Immediately put a friendly non-character, excuse me, non-character faction solo into play. Yeah. But then, like, how does I, I? I don't know how this works in Steamroller. Do I have to like write down what the model is at the start of the tournament? Do I just poop out a random model I own in the game? Does it follow field allowance? I literally don't know. Like, it's very unclear. You get you get what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I think, uh, and I'm sure that this will get clarified. In right. fact, actually, I can I can go over and hit the the forums real quick to see if it clarified that as yeah, is sure. right now. I would imagine that it'll the rules surrounding that will probably get um, more specific wording as CID goes on because I'm sure you're I'm sure we're not the only people asking that question, right? Right. So. But yeah, otherwise it seems solid. Like I don't know, it's just, it's fine. It's a gun, I guess. It just sits there and shoots every turn. All right, moving on to the sweet thing, which is like the new caster. You ready for this, Nigel? Oh yeah, it's got to be a redder. Yeah, I've read her. Go. Ah, oh, lame, lame. It was gonna be story time. All right, so for Nigel, Iona, the Unseen. Mm. Okay, good. Has stealth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Parry, Pathfinder, stealth, dodge, overtake, preternatural nat- reflexes. So that can't be targeted by, like, CRAs, okay. CMAs thing. Uh, Elite Cadre Thon. So all Tharn gain dodge. So if you ever miss them, they just move, move two. two inches, ignoring that's, free strikes. That's cool. Um, her feet is friendly Tharn models get plus three strength and arm, and friendly Tharn models can re-roll missed attack rolls. So you just free attacks for your entire Tharn army, plus three strength and arm. Uh, she has some weapons. They hit more most important thing is they have blood boon. So you get a free spell for killing a dude every turn. Yep. Her spells are some new ones. Um, the first one's cost three. It's control area. Models in her battle group immediately make one basic melee attack. Is that new? That's new, right? That is new. Okay. Yep. That's not super exciting, but it's not bad. Cost three feels... I don't know. It's weird. It's like Battle Group Jackhammer. Like, this is like cost three, everybody jackhammers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure on this spell. Like, I've been trying to wrap my brain around it, and I don't think it's going to be very solid. Do you guys have a caster attachment slash solo who has... Uh, what is it? Harmonious Exaltation? No. So you, so you have no way to reduce the cost of the spell? Wait, uh, actually... Oh, yeah, there's there a new one. Oh, sorry, forgot about in it. The, in the CID that has Harmonious Exaltation. Yeah, sorry, forgot about We've it. We've cracked the case. Yeah, broken. All right, she has Hunter's Mark. Everybody knows what that does. She has Surefoot. Uh, so target-friendly unit gets plus two death and can't be knocked down. So mm-hmm. these, these Tharn I was talking about are getting tankier. Uh, yeah. Pursuit, which is 
Yeah. A pursuit's always like the most uh it was so clutch sometimes. It's the most over it's the most non spell in the history of non spells, unless it's Deddy Two. And then it was like the most busted spell ever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, it was pretty good on uh didn't have a cray, cray. have it. Yeah, Cray's yeah, cray trash with it. What he's got Perry. Mm, he's like trash. Boop, 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 runs away. All right. Thing I'm most excited about Phantasm, which is uh Shay's spell where it's just mm. like uh like a faction uh model unit enemy model shooting at suffer minus five range. Okay. So it's like you know, sort of occultation for a unit, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um she seems real good. Oh, just to summarize, her stats are speed seven, math seven, def sixteen, arm fourteen, fury seven. Okay. So like pretty good stats, like just all across the board. Which is not surprising. Mean, she's like a Tharn murder chick who is a warcaster or warlock. So yeah, yeah. Uh, this seems dumb. I also hate. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rail slightly, <laughs> just slightly. Has there been a caster that's been this pigeonholed into a theme force up to this point? Because like, there's clear, you know, like Sorcia three clearly like wants to do stuff with other uh, mana war. She's a little bit confused because she wants to do stuff with Jack too, right? Yeah, like you got a mix, kind of, right? I, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's been one that's been this pigeonholed to a thing. And I hate that, mm. but like, holy crap, is, does she seem pretty freaking bonkers in that theme? Yeah, like Surefoot is an amazing spell, fantastic. Like she fixes the Tharn problems of like, oh cool, now they're tough and immune to knockdown and def fifteen, def seventeen in a forest against like melee, which is. Annoying and gross. also her she has kind of uh, it really sucks when the one piece has all the brainless combo interact. She's the one who gives them dodge, right? Yes, all of their they just have dodge, and then she has surefoot, which doubles down on dodge. Yeah, and then it also doubles down on their tough plus regen plus. So it's like all the combos stack with just basically a two model interaction. Her and anything else. You know what's really weird? A caster that's stealth, def sixteen, has dodge. And then there's a solo that you get to take for free that within eight inches of, you're immune to knockdown. Hmm. Like, killing her sounds absurdly difficult. Yeah. Like, absurdly. If she sure puts herself, she's step 18 with dodge. <laughs> and immune to knockdown, most likely. Well, she is like, just because of sure foot, but... Yeah, 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 but like, sure. Does it? Yeah, okay, it does do that. Hmm. Yeah, just like, what? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I don't... I don't know, as I look at this, I don't know that she's going to end, I don't know if she'll come out of CID the same way she walked in. Yeah. Um, I can't see them, like, I keep thinking of like, okay, so Blood Pack, right? Tharn Blood Pack. What does that look like, right? So if I can get Tharn Blood Pack in a forest, then potentially they're Def 19? Yeah. Wait. Uh, no, 17. If you sure put them right, they're depth thirteen base. 15. Oh, depth thirteen base. I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know. It, I guess the thing that I kind of wonder about this is is uh, it kind of it kind of feels like they're just trying to take the. It's like they're trying to take the functionality of Madrak one in trolls and transplant it into circle. Is what this feels like. Um, and I I'm sure that's probably just my own perception because I'm a troll player. Um, in addition to playing Kato right now. Uh, but it feels like they're kind of like borrowing from a couple of different instances to kind of make this warlock work. And I think that's okay. That's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with doing that. I just think that, uh, Giving I guess for me, I'm kind of disappointed because I felt like there were so many different ways 
they could really go with her, especially in Circle. And being so pigeonholed to a specific theme, like being that narrow, is really kind of disappointing, I think, because I really was wanting her to be able to buff, like, Wolves of Orboros. Or her feet could just be, like, living warrior models get plus three strength and arm. Right. And then it's like, oh, cool, now I can take her with, like, Warpborn Skinwalkers, like... Or maybe you could take her in, like, Secret Masters, and then now all of a sudden your druids could hit. Oh, legit. <laughs> and then, like, you could, like, push and pull stuff around, and then your druids could do, like, cool, like, charging stuff where you hitting it, like, PAL-15 or something on the on the feet turn. And I don't yes. think that would necessarily be... I don't think that would necessarily be broken. I, I think it would be okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm a little disappointed that her feet is designed to be as narrow as it is. Yeah. But... Again, it's the first week of CID, so things are going to change. So we'll just have to see how it goes. What I hope is that the they uns, they broaden her, which, like, right, they give dev notes of, like, this is what we want, test it, and then, like, hopefully they change the mindset to broaden her sort of focus rather than just tharn, 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 tharn forever. Also, giving dodge to all third, there's no way that sticks. Like, is Elite Cadre just, it's it's just everyone, right? Like, it's not in their command. It's correct. Right? It's just everybody, okay. it's everybody who matches the keywords gets I that. I could see it as being, like, switched to, like, command, right? Like, that. You know what I mean? So, like, to give dudes dodge, she's got to, like, kind of expose herself, but not really because she has stealth and will be behind them and will be def 16. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But it's like, oh, you know, Tharn within like eight inches get dodge. Seems way more reasonable than just every Tharn on the entire table. Oh, you missed an attack? Suck a nut. And then it's like, oh, you hit me? I tough checked and now I'm like half health again. Like, what? <laughs> just, yeah. Okay, sure, I guess. Like, yeah. Oh, my mic is on. <laughs> takes, the, <laughs> takes the sting out of half your faction being bad, right? I guess. No, not really. This is not. I mean, I, I think this is not what I want for the fact. Like, I don't want nutter butters. That's what you're getting. Is the Dude, new? They get a CID. Your you. tier list is awesome. You get a new caster. Well, potentially a new caster to go with it, and then that's what you're playing for six months. Yeah. You wait for your next CID. The next thing will come along. It'll be awesome. It may be. It's like the new world we're living in. I know, but your other yeah. stuff will come. The druids will get better. Sweet one day. Yeah. Yeah. God, yeah. I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a cool list. I think. Um, I think there's uh, some pretty cool stuff in here. Like, there's the brother-sister-tharn unit. Yeah. That's the name of them. I think that's really cool. Like, when one dies, the other, like, goes nuts or does, like, different stuff. Yeah. Um, it gets better. Like, I think I think, eh, I think, think mechanics like that are really cool because um, it just adds, like, another little layer to things. Like, I think that's – stuff like that's really fun, and it, it feels like the – it feels like it's got a lot of it. The the tharn Hosperex haru specs. Yeah, I don't know how to nailed it. <laughs> I do not know how to enunciate that properly. Um, the, yeah, the Tharn Horcrux. Uh, so this thing has more rules on it that I want to go through. So I'm kind of curious, like how much of this, like might be a little bit of rules bloat on some of these models, but it's, you know, it's going to just take some time to kind of work through it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the the new stuff is like turbo bonkers. It looks like that's like most CIDs, right? Like they're just like, Here's the like explosion, and then they they like pull it back from that. I don't know. It's hard to say. No, not really. I mean, honestly, that's not the norm. No. But Tharn have been maligned, and so they probably need to take big swings to kind of see. Let's see Tharn 
when they're a little bit OP and then bring them back. Whereas with other people, they're usually not that maligned. They're just buffing things that were already pretty good in the first place sure. and they're just changing things. So okay. I think there's just Tharn were so not liked that they're just going big, big time. And they've also and, and they've like literally been waiting for ever. Yeah. Yep. Like the last CID. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't doubt at some level that some of this is just a love letter to the circle community. Yeah. Well, I took like. It I'm as sure a giant... Chad right now is just ecstatic. Yeah. Um. You know, and for good reason. Like he's he's been a champion. He deserves his time in the sun, and this is definitely going to help him get it. So. You know, I just, uh, I don't, I, I, part of me has to assume that some of this is a love letter to the circle. Yep. Yep. It's a giant F you to me. Wait, what? What? I want balance, Nigel. Mm. Not ridiculously broken things. But you have to, well, but you gotta remember though, this is, exactly, this is week one of CID, right? So things are probably gonna look, you know, like, I mean, these guys are gonna look a little bigger and a little, a little more, um, efficient for their value. Yeah. Uh, in week one, and then it'll it'll tone back a little bit as time goes on. So I'm not worried about that. I think you'll get the balance you want. Yeah, but yeah. Somebody who plays Circle, test this out, and then let me know what you think about like Tharn Blood Pack and Tharn Ravagers, and all of them being like, "Haha, we have this healing stuff now, and we're immune to knockdown and like elusive." I guess like mm-hmm. all of those seems like a a sum to greater than their parts thing. Like there's too much. It feels like there's too much stuff going on. That like synergizes that it's like gonna be way yeah. too strong. Because God, it's like if you miss, screw you. If you hit, like thirty three percent of the time, super screw you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. But anyway, it's cool. They like. Uh, I'm really, really kind of peeved. I think Lord of the Feast is still garbage, and I think Brennos is still garbage. Kind of peeved that those aren't like doing cool stuff, but it is what it is. So yeah. What's well, pretty good CID thing? Uh, what do we want to talk about next? I don't know. Uh, I'll take a timeout real quick to do some plugging. Um, Muse on Minis is coming out with a WTC commemorative uh, coin. Coins, please take ki- coins. Kind of. Uh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we made a cool little widget tray, um, and it'll be. It comes with uh, two of each proxy size, so small, medium, and large proxy bases. Blast keys, a uh, game tracker, which is like a little... It's a dry erase game tracker. It's not like our elaborate, over-engineered, uh, super cool color thing. Um, but it's got like two places for score, and then you track your turn. And then it's got like a little movement widget, which has the saw sawtooth um, cut out of it so that you can do one-inch steps um with it or just enough to space out like two clouds so if you put uh your models um on the farthest stretches on the four inch side it's an exact spacing for your clouds um or you can step around and do one inch moves i don't know it's a kind of a cool little thing it all fits in one tray um it's probably going up on the store tonight i don't know when this episode hits but so is that like a wtc fundraiser or is that yes and sorry the proceeds go to not all the proceeds, but a percentage of the proceeds go to the WTC themselves so that they can buy chess clocks, venue secure, get their venue secured, and some of those logistics. Wait, um, secured? Like they're hiring security? Cause they're no, no, just rowdy. like they have to pay for the venue or whatever. Okay, then uh, <laughs> um, whatever, all the things they do, food for the people there or whatever they, you know, what I don't know what all costs they incur, but yeah, it's sort of to uh, help them. And it's again, it's commemorative. It's 2018. It's a mural. It's a full color so that's the other thing. It's a tray that holds, uh, it has a slot for each part, and then you like have little finger holes that you can kind of pull them out with. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's got all 30 of the team flags, so it's like a mural of all the flags. 
And then it's kind of like a little puzzle. So you put it together and you kind of complete the mural when all the pieces are back in the tray. Yeah. And then on the back side, which is hard to flip because you'll one of the pieces falls out. Um, but the rest are in there tight right now. Um, is 2018 just says, you know, the date. Mantle. And it's a cool. Exactly. It's you got all the mural of all the flags. It looks like nice. And yeah. But the tray's really cool because it, it holds all the tokens and you, it f- fits in, like, the front pocket of basically any War Machine bag or the top pocket or whatever. So it's, like, a nice way to kind of carry all your stuff and have it be organized. And you could put your tray out and use it, Wait, you know. Oh, uh, okay. I see what's going on here. All right. mm-hmm. yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. It's kind of a cool little thing. And it's, like, 35 bucks, And, again, uh, X amount of the proceeds... Uh, go to the WTC, so you're helping them out. We've made the price as like low as humanly possible while also being able to give them money. So it's kind of like you're buying a cool little wholesale thing and helping the WTC, and uh, yeah. And it's uh, useful. It's not like it's dead weight. It's a cool thing that you should just have in your bag. Yeah, it's not like Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Worthless. Yep. Um, but we also made it so like if you don't have, so say you don't have a precision measuring set and you don't want to buy one because it's like you a bunch of stuff that you don't want in it or whatever. This is kind of a pared down. It's all useful stuff. Yeah, this is like pretty much what I use for actual like playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the blast keys and then like one widget. That's yep. like a reach one inch thing and then yeah, like a yeah. And it's got a four inch side, yeah, so yeah. you have a uh, two, two, four, one, and yeah. then a bunch of one inch steps on it. And then it's like boom, flags, objectives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you can fight over like sweet like actual countries like finland and sweden i went into the literally. tank yeah i went into the tank with it i'm like the back side should be a mural so my original idea was like the back side would be the mural of all 30 flags and then the front side would be the flag of your choice so it'd be like all it'd be like a big swedish flag uh, or or american or whatever and then that way you could trade the token so this was for the players so that when they were playing they could trade tokens to kind of collect the problem is that some of the flags are pretty boring no offense to those flags in question but um yes yeah, suck it so you would be trading like a red circle and you wouldn't know it could be from anything from like, yeah from like switzerland <laughs> yeah exactly it was like, like, oh, like oh, thanks oh, for the red yeah, yeah yeah this i have no idea what this flag is yeah that's perfect it could, you trade them all like and mm-hmm. then and then the american flags with the most because all the little star parts yeah yeah, yeah. suck it yep. <laughs> everybody else <laughs> Uh, and then you're like, wait, is this Australia or England? I don't know. <laughs> England is the red, red cross, the red white cross at the bottom. No, no, no. I meant that like, oh yeah, yeah. If you got like the cutout of like, yeah, the UK. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so England, Nigel, what's that? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's right there. I was gonna say. So also after last week, you're uh, you got some like feedback. So you're working on some some three dimensional. Yeah, terrain. Yeah, we got a lot of feedback. Uh, people are interested in getting more three D terrain for a War Machine. Uh, I should I should point out one of the questions I had was, um, or I shouldn't say questions. One of the suggestions was that we should make 3D terrain that works with the 2D terrain underneath it, and we already do that. So our buildings are the size of the 2D buildings. So if you get the rubble pack and a building pack, and you can email me if you want to get some sort of combo. We, we're able to combo them up if you want to get a deal, and we can make it so that it's just the rubble. You know, so you could basically have the building with just the rubble 2D. Uh, we don't currently sell that as a combo, uh, mostly because a lot of people uh, would rather just have, you know what I mean? You're, you're trying to please, it's hard to please everybody with a product. So if you give the 2D under thing with it, people will probably kind of like, I wish I could save $3 and not get the 2D stuff with it or whatever. So we're, we sort of split it off and you can kind of have both if you want. But if you want to combo it up and get a little bit of a deal, especially because the 2D the 2D rubble pack has a regular version of a building and a destroyed version of the building as 2D, so you can kind of almost stack two pieces of neoprene on top of each other. We could sell just the ruined version with your 3D stuff if you want. Um, 
And you can just email if you have questions, email us at museonllc at gmail.com and we can make, you know, custom arrangements for you or whatever. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I love the, in fact, I love the, because the standard four by six building that you have now fits directly over the four by six 2D printed terrain. So we do that a lot. We use that a lot. Yeah. It's, and also an announcement I'd like to make, although I don't think this announcement will go anywhere, but I don't know where to put this or how to get this out, the word out. But we get a lot of requests, and we get a lot of requests from people who uh, want to get prize support for their stuff. Um, and it's hard to get it all. So, you know, we do a lot of custom work for people, and we do it pretty cheaply. Like, we we mobilized pretty good. Uh, Alaska just had a big convention. Um, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but it was cool. Alaskan. Yeah, um, but oh, we do a lot of stuff. No. Nova, we did stuff for Nova. We did stuff for the Long Island, the Long Island Sea Dogs. We did stuff for uh, the New Jersey SOBs. Um, so we do a lot of custom stuff for you know, and, uh, for very cheap, for like wholesale or maybe even cheaper. So if you want to do something cool for your event, um, hook us, you know, you drop us a line, and we can probably work something out. Uh, but we're kind of extended. We're pretty heavily overextended on the free stuff giving out. So it's like you know, we love to be super helpful, but. We send a lot of stuff out all the time, and it's kind of actually a little awkward. Um, hmm. I think I thought of the. I think I know the name of the the con you're talking about. The Alaska con. Yeah, it should huh. be called the Yukon. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. That can't be because then that's Canada, University yeah. of Connecticut. But no, no, no. Why? Because it'd be Yukon. It'd be like the Huskies. Everybody thinks it's a NCAA game. Yes, it's just Yukon. Or it's because the actual problem is it's like. <laughs> it's a Canadian territory, not. A, yeah. But it's right next to Alaska. Yeah, Sarah Palin can see it a lot yeah. easier than she can see Russia. That's definitely true. She also definitely said that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, more well, that's enough. That's enough of my shilling, my Kurt shilling. What? Like your money? What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh-huh. yeah you know, shilling like a product. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I know you guys have been playing some Batman lately. Yeah, uh, I've been up. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bat- we've been playing a lot of Batman. Um, I haven't been playing crap. Yeah, Nick's been busy. He's like, I'm like getting his masters and stuff. Working again. Yeah, it's gross. No one should have jobs. Yep, I just played the Beef Boys. Uh, <laughs> the Penguins just been getting beat up lately because the Penguins a little old and stale, and his rules are starting to kind of. Well, I shouldn't say kind of. They're just terrible right He's now. He's the circle of Batman. Maybe I don't even know if that's even. He's wow, there. that bad, huh? Yeah, I, yeah, really. But anyways, I I played the the these I played the Beef Boys. He's got these guys that are like they're like fifty points each, and they they all have like eight endurance. And then I took there's an expensive version. There's this uh, it's called like the Emperor Penguin, which is like Ogilvy. He's like this Russian gangster who is a penguin for some reason, and uh, he's like kind of a fighty guy. So anyways, I took him as my leader, and I took like five big beefy dudes, and it was hilarious. It was actually super. It was just really hilarious because it's like it kind of turns the game on its head a little bit, and uh, they're very hard to take down. And also, none of them have guns, so they're all very cheap uh, financially. So I have eighteen hundred dollars to spend, and my gang only costs one hundred dollars, so I have seventeen hundred dollars in gear. So every <laughs> single guy in the gear has hockey pads <laughs> or like, football I a, pads. I got hockey a, pads, a helmet, two grappling hooks, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's uh, radios, backpacks. I mean, just literally everything. Playstations. Playstations. One of the guys is like a street fighter, so he can like push people. 
three of the guys in the crew are on medium bases, so they can push. Yeah. And then one of the guy, one of the guys on a small base, also can push. And then the leader can push because he he's also a savage fighter or whatever. So it's like five of the models can push. Uh, four of them can charge. One of like they're just it's like a crazy. And again, every single model has improvised armor or worse. Um, football pads. Uh, there's yeah, yeah. like three of them have football pads, which is really annoying. Yeah. And then uh, uh, one of like again the helmet, and then Ogilvy is actually like as a penguin guy he's normally when you play penguin the leader is he's so reliably killed he's so crappy that most people actually won't even focus on him because they know they can clean him up with spare attacks later in the game yeah like it's not even a big deal so it's just like i'll just actually throw pipe dream i'll throw my 10 point pipe dream at him towards the end of the game and just kind of finish him off and like ogilvy is the i've just never even had i've never played a leader like this where he's just like uh just he's an just absolute you tank tonight. Yeah, exactly. He's just an absolute tank. He's a beast. Is he just runs around and he's tough. He's got he's got thick skin, which is uh it's harder to damage him. And then he's got regeneration and he's got nine endurance and then he's got I think some other defensive rules, but he's fast and just yeah, he's really cool. So anyways, I'm back to like being like you like back to being like, Oh, this game's cool again. And you guys have a Batman podcast that I don't think we've talked about on We this do, G C P D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to go too much into Batman. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just stating that, like, if you have any desire to play Batman, go listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. Then buy models. Then come to Muson Con and play at the con. Yeah. Also, I should point out that um, if you're interested in the Batman, you should check out GCPD because we're kind of in the early stages, so we're we're kind of going over introduction to rules and crews and things like that. So your cat, your we don't. We're we're obviously making a podcast so that people can uh that people that already play Batman can listen to it. So you won't get a lot of you're getting uh a little bit of pieces of the puzzle per episode and then you'll learn more and more about the game as we go. But we didn't want to have a game of like we didn't want to have a, a few episodes of like heavy exposition where we're like teaching you the rules, which uh has turned off a couple of listeners, but yeah. Um you know, we are kind of working on it though. We are t- keeping it in mind that it's for new people too so that we're kind of going new. But yeah, the uh Best game to hobby to, by virtue of you can just watch Batman the Animated Series on Amazon Prime. Yeah, <laughs> while you paint and assemble your models. Well, also the the CW or not the CW. Well, there is the Arrowverse, so you can also watch Arrowverse stuff if you know for the Colin guys out there. And then there's the, uh, <laughs> and then there's also the uh, DC animated movies that are just killing it. They're so good. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes, can I plug something real quick? Yeah, is it Frank Miller Batman. Because if not, then get out of here. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's amazing. Don't get me wrong. No, I, uh, you listen to everybody complain about the, the Justice League movie that came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched it and, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yes, I'm aware, Nick. I'm aware. You watched I it still and you have... loved it? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what Nick did. Yeah. The guy who could never be happy with anything watched this movie and was suddenly happy that was, with that it. That was the straw that like broke me and then I went 180 on my life and now I'm just like the happy go lucky super cheerful like mm-hmm. rain rain gumdrops. See, like the that. movie worked. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Scott. So so uh but if you've never watched uh any of the animated like they have an animated movie of the Flashpoint Paradox. Yep. Excellent. They have an animated movie called Justice League War, and it's about Darkseid's first uh, invasion of Earth. Um, if they would have made the Justice League movie frame for fracking frame the same as they did that animated movie, <laughs> that freaking Justice League movie 
would have been so amazing. We would have been walking around saying Avengers who? Well, they like, just, they just would have been dropped about two weeks ago um, the Death of Superman story arc, which they actually did in 2007. So they just re-dropped it. And it's uh, really spectacular. And it's that's the doomsday where he kills Superman. And mm-hmm. um, so you had a little bit of Batman versus Superman. Plus, then you also had the uh, you know Justice League movie wrapped into one big movie. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, God dang it. First off, we didn't need those two movies. And it could have just been this animated movie and it would have been spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't believe how good their animated stuff is. It is <laughs> yeah. so. Absolute. So the best part about watching. I didn't talk about this on the podcast, did I? About mm-hmm. Justice League? No. Oh, okay. The best part for me was that I just was like bored at home and it was on HBO and I was like, you know what? F it. I'll watch this movie. And I'm watching it and then like, they're like, Superman's dead. We, can't, we don't stand a chance. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. I guess Superman's dead in this universe for some reason. And then like later, they resurrect him and Superman's just like, I remember you. Do you bleed? And I was like, what? Why is he saying that? None of this movie makes any sense. And then I remember there was a Batman versus Superman film mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen. Oh. <laughs> like, I was just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. But basically that movie didn't need to exist. Like, yeah. <laughs> neither of them. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think the movies are good. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. That, uh, <laughs> no. Don't just don't. Yeah. I don't want to get the messages from you at one a.m. Oh, it's gonna happen. There's just a string of 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 explicatives followed by the name of the movie. Like I don't I don't need mm-hmm. that kind of hurt in my life, Nick. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with the DC movies. They're just they're just dumb. It's the and writing the, and the writing and then the just everything. And the directing, the tone. Um, I don't want them to be Marvel movies. I don't need the crack a second jokester you know i don't need no. that like fly by the seat of your pants fun times you know like i think it's okay to be dark oh i just i'm thinking a bad rap it was like they're so dark just shut up they can be dark you can be different than marvel they, like they can be dark it's just, just the, the the stories are aren't garbage yeah and they're literally... trying to follow like the here, here's like they forgot that the nolan movies worked they like <laughs> you guys just had Not it most of them but yeah even the last one i mean now in retrospect you're like <laughs> I will like if Bane was the only movie he ever came out with, it'd be a masterpiece. It'd yeah. be like that's the Godfather of this this <laughs> franchise. Why are why aren't all of, all of them this? <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, seriously, I yeah. mean like even no. rewatch the Bane one. I'm like this movie is actually spectacular yeah. compared to the current state well, of compared affairs. Compared to the other stuff we've been getting, yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, that I agree on. And I, I I regret being so hard on it when it came out. Because I didn't realize how low the floor you, you got. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, geez, I guess we're gonna get Nolan and get Nolan and Bale out of here because the fans are pissy douchebags. And then now it's just, uh, just what the heck, you know? Like, <laughs> Jesus, it's almost like uh, the dad lesson of like, now you have to smoke the whole pack. Yeah. Like, like, wait, why does Barry Allen not know cardinal directions? Like, he's super smart. What's like him so? Mm. Why does he run as if every limb was completely independent of his body? Like, why? Why? Yeah, I just, just there's some cool things about the movies. I want to like the movies, and there there's a lot of cool stuff in them. But uh, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Um, oh but God. I hate that they got rid of. I hate Zack Snyder. I hate that they then got rid of Zack Snyder to just weed it up and make it like super funny and light. And so they edited it in like forty percent more jokes. 
And then it's just like, it just was like a garbage pile of like a bunch of different things going on. Yeah, it's just literally create a good story with characters mm. that are already developed for you and stories that are already developed for you. As Scott said, mm. just copy one of them yeah. and make it live action. Yep. Millions of dollars would be made. Yeah. That's it. We've cracked the code. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of loved on the death of Superman. Um, Doomsday shows up. There's actually like, uh, well, anyways, Doomsday actually has kind of a, I hated him in the 90s, but he's actually got a pretty creative, because they basically were like, Superman's boring, we're going to kill him. And so they literally just kind of manufactured a dumb sort of thing that would kill him. Yeah. But they actually went out of their way to justify it. Like, they didn't just pull him out of their butthole. They, like, wrote this, like, crazy long sort of detailed backstory about how he, like, goes created and <laughs> how he, like, came around and just... Then he finally arrives at Earth, and then he kills Superman or whatever. Uh, and they sort of, like, pooped all over it. Like, they just said, like, ah, actually, Luther basically, like, pours some Clorox bleach into some peanut butter and then spooges in there, and it makes a fucking super monster or whatever. And it's just like, yeah. okay, well, whatever. And then... Um, Rather than being, like, a very, like, well-crafted, like, yeah. genius character. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, the... Uh, when you watch the the Doomsday movie, the animated movie, they don't go into his backstory that much either. In fact, I don't think they do at all, other than they sort of allude to it, which I thought was cool, is that uh, they sort of at least gave you the, like, oh, cool, that's what's happening. Because, like, Luther, basically, like, these people, these random guys get, like, shot onto Earth via, like, meteors. like they're And then they break open, and they're in these, like, super suits, and they just basically terrorize, and Superman has to subdue them. And Luther's like, Superman blames Luther. He's like... You gave him, like, this future tech. You gave him, you know, this, like, space tech that came from somewhere. And Luther, you're the only person that could have done it. Luther's like, well, what? And uh, It wasn't me. Yeah, and then <laughs> Luther's like, hmm, interesting. So he's, like, uh, kind of trying to crack the, crack the case himself. And uh, But Doomsday shows up, and he hits the planet, and then it's terrorizing the city. And it's sort of, it's a little dumb. It wouldn't really work in a movie, like a real movie. But, like, super, like, Clark Kent has... Um, He's having relationship anxiety with Lois Lane, and so he's gotten advice from, like, Barry Gore, whatever, one of the guys, and they're like, you have to just basically tell her who you're, you know, you have to tell her you're Superman, and so he does, and then they're doing that. And so they're basically like, Superman, you know, you could take a long lunch because <laughs> you've got to deal with this, like, Lois Lane stuff, so we'll go handle this doomsday guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like in the course of like a half an hour where he's just trying to have lunch with her they get slaughtered <laughs> tell me booster gold gets punched into outer space again Bo booster gold that's the, the part where i was going to get to is that booster gold's not in it and neither there's a lot of the people the people in the 90s that showed up to fight him weren't they kind of skipped a few of the characters and that's also in the movies they skipped all of the characters um but i was happy to see hawkman show up hawkman shows up and gives him like two seconds of a fight and then green lantern shows up and gives him like 30 seconds batman <laughs> they're just getting like housed I'm just literally imagining the like the trope of like lois lane and clark's tent sitting at like a cafe yeah. having lunch with, like, the fancy napkins and stuff outside and, like, the, the pergola and they're drinking coffee. Yep. And in the background, it's just, like, the Green Lantern just getting shit housed. Yeah. And, like, it's just, like, characters flying into buildings. And I stuff. don't The fight was far enough away where it wasn't happening in the background of the diner. But know, it was 100% happening while they're just sitting at lunch, like, going, I am Superman. She's like, oh, my God. And then they were talking. Then they'd go to, like, the Green Lantern getting punched in the face. <laughs> and then, like... Yeah, and then they'd come back, and then basically after half an hour, Wonder Woman's like, you gotta, like, get off this date, because we're... 
<laughs> like, yeah. And Wonder Woman was like, try not to call him because she didn't want to sound jealous. And then, like, after everybody gets slaughtered, she's like, okay, well, now we got to, like, it's like, oh, my God. So, anyways, um, because, uh, <laughs> like, Wonder Woman and Clark at one point, she, yeah. or she was like, uh, uh, I don't know. They had a really awkward, like, because they were clearly established that they were exes and that she's not all that impressed with Lois Lane. And then uh, she thinks it's weird that uh, she sort of kind of was uh, celebrating the fact that she knows more about Clark. Like, she knows that Clark's Superman, but Lois doesn't. So that means Lois can't be all that important. Sure. And then that's sort of like, you know, Clark's basically like, it's not, it's not your business. <laughs> but anyways, uh Hawkman, Green Lantern, all the cool guys got the the crap kicked out of it. It was sweet. Batman, obviously, fighting Doomsday was not exactly a sweet uh, contest. Yeah. It was mostly Batman throwing stuff and then running away. And like, yeah. Oh, my God. Those Frank Miller Batman movies. Yeah, those Holy are spectacular. Jesus. If you haven't watched them, go watch they them. Are. So yep, abs- listening. Oh, my God. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They are. They're so... actually they're... Oh, my God. Like the entire time I was watching, it, I was like messaging Nigel. I was like, "This is amazing!" Blah 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 just happened. I can't talk. I gotta go watch this. And then five mm. minutes later, it'd be like, "Ah!" Are they on HBO or did you just buy them on Amazon? I, or? I, I borrowed them from Gabe. Oh, okay. Actually, Gabe shared them to me digitally. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh god. I just, god, it's so. just—he's literally like, basically, just like there's like some Liam Neeson like taken moments. And like the, mm. and those are just like fantastic. Like when what? All right, I'm just spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, just to skip the next like two minutes. Uh, just like when Oliver shoots him in the face with like the kryptonite arrow, and he's like, "You don't understand. It took years and thousands, you know, millions of dollars to accrue this." And like, I want you to know that that it was me that brought you. Just like mm. that whole spiel, as literally Superman's face is like melting off. He's just like. I could have killed you, and I want you to know that I could have just killed you. Remember mm-hmm. that. Don't fuck with me. Like, yep. just that whole spiel <laughs> is amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then he has his heart attack. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, and then the the in the previous, the earlier one, when he's fighting the, like, main mutant, and he's like, you don't get it, son. This isn't a mud pit. This is it's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. And I'm the surgeon, and then, like, immediately snaps his arm in half. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. God, why was it so good? Why aren't those live action? They should not do that. I don't know why I just wish for that. <laughs> <laughs> it honestly you like yeah. I feel like Ben Affleck right this exact second could pull it off perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Like from rehab where he's just sort of uh, Yeah, anyway. So I guess that uh explains uh you guys playing Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly playing batman has driven me to like there's like characters in the game i have no idea who they are because like i don't read dc comics i'm not a i don't really read mainstream comics because mm-hmm. a lot of the time the story is just garbage mm-hmm. um but also yeah my brother was like i bought you a guardians of the galaxy comic and i read it and it was three pages and there literally nothing happened like there they were so short and there were so many ads in it that no story had actually developed or anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why was this printed? Like, yeah. like seriously, what purpose did this? <laughs> I mean, filler episodes are real. Like, yeah. they happen in comics pretty hard, too. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, God, what was it? I forgot. Crap. Spaced. You didn't know all the characters. Oh, and... yeah. So I started looking up some of them. Because the, the new, the metal, what are they called? The the stupid the, Batmans. Yeah, yeah. The 
I think they're called metal Batmans or something like that. I think they thing. are too. Matt, yeah. do you know what we're talking about, Scott? Like the evil evil Batmans from different universes? Oh, the, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The, like metal knight Batmans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know their backstories? I do not. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they all revolve around Batman just not being Batman anymore. They're just like, and then he snapped, and now he's no and now and now this screwed up thing happened. So like um, so there's basically one for like every there's you know every like villain story. Uh, there's Ares Batman, like who Batman and Wonder Woman had been like fighting Ares for like forever, and like Ares was like about to kill Wonder Woman or something, and like his helmet got knocked off, and I guess that's where his power comes from. And then Bruce put it on, and Wonder Woman's like, "No, Bruce, don't," or something, you know, like warned him like not to. And mm-hmm. then he put the helmet on, killed Ares, and then is now just Ares. Yeah. So like, just literally wants to run around like creating war and killing people. So that's one. Uh, there's Wonder Woman, or sorry, there's there's a uh, Aquaman Bat or uh, Aqu- Aquaman Bat Girl Woman Man woman mm-hmm. thing her name's bryce wayne um so i think in this universe it's basically like whatever batman's talia al ghul is but like sexual reversed mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever like talia al batman's batman is died and she's just real sad about it like her <laughs> from the synopsis i read her motivation is my true love died i'm worthless without my true love which is just not bad Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so but the Atlanteans show up on the surface and then she's like my god they're gonna kill us all and they're like super peaceful like they're just like hello surface people so she like basically preemptively like sends a tactical strike on atlantis goes horrible and then atlantis is just like fuck you and then literally sinks gotham into the ocean and so she's still bitter about it like it's like that's the story <laughs> and she's like man screw it I'm going to go to a different universe and try again. Like, screw mm-hmm. it. It's just so bad. The best one, though, is... Um, oh, and th- there's one where uh, Batman kills the Joker finally, and then some Joker gas gets in his like face, and then he becomes the Joker. That's... Mm-hmm. Like, none of them are really creative, except for the Red Death. It's a futuristic Earth where the Earth is dying, and Batman can't do anything to stop it. Or so he thinks. If only he had Barry Allen's super speed, he would be able to save the world. But as a, you know, multi-billionaire Bruce Wayne, he can't do anything. He doesn't have any superpowers. So he gets the idea, and Barry tells him that that's not true. Like, Barry can't do anything either. You know, Bruce being the Flash isn't going to help. Batman just doesn't care, and he decides to, and I quote, strap the flash to the front of the batmobile to use it as an engine to access the speed force so that way batman can get speed force powers mm-hmm. well they enter the speed force they enter the speed force so and then merge yes, and so they come out as yes batman and barry allen's body basically yeah okay so <laughs> so in i feel like this I is how can't. night rider you know happened. i can't it should, this shouldn't be how Batman and Barry Allen become one person. It should be how Knight Rider happens. And then he just becomes, the Batmobile becomes Kit. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. What's that? I can't do this anymore. What? I can't. What? I can't. I can't. This... I, I, I sat down and I listened to Nigel talk about the, the last Transformers movie. <laughs> and, and my head just kept, I kept having an aneurysm as I listened to it and, and walked away with it. And then I listened to you 
talk about Justice League, and and now we're I just can't. I can't. It's great. I, I'm out. I'm so, done. I so can't. I told I told Nigel the story of the Red Death, and he didn't believe me. So I pulled the article up and read it verbatim. Like he thought I was paraphrasing that. Like Bruce Wayne literally straps the yeah. Flash to the front of the Batmobile and floors it. But that's what happens. That's the actual synopsis from like DC. <laughs> so they like this is a perfectly reasonable thing that people want to read. <laughs> I know it's just stuff like that is just kind of the it's the reasoning why this baby hits 88 miles an hour (laughs) (laughs) it's actually really funny if you go to O'Reilly's auto parts and you do a search you can find the flux capacitor and it's actually just a little side note Um, I've actually tried to do that and every time I've done well I haven't done it recently but I tried to do it and uh, their page was always down I was like damn it oh yeah no it worked for me the other day it has some model number you have to plug in and I yeah yeah uh, anyways, now I think it's stuff like this is why, like, everybody kind of complains about comic books being stale and comic books being like, cause there's a significant drop off in comic book readership, right? Yeah. Um, and Marvel and DC have been kind of struggling with ways to keep themselves extremely relevant. And Marvel has done a really good job with, you know, theatrical releases. Uh, it helps when you have Disney's money behind you. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, DC has been doing really good with animated releases, and they have been for a long time. Um, but a lot of people make comments about how, like, this is why, like, comic book stories and, and comic book readership has fallen off. And I, I actually think it's because of stories like this, right? I, I, mean, I think it's because of a lot of, yeah. in an effort to cross-promote, in an effort to get people to buy more books, in an effort to get people to get more immersed in the realm, you can't really just find a story and read a good story. You can't. It's like you it's can't. it. It feels like not everything DC. has to be overblown, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying I can, but not in DC or Marvel. I don't think that that's new. Um, I remember in the '90s when they killed Superman, uh, they split him into four Superman, and I I hated it. I yeah. raged so hard. I thought it was the dumbest, most idiotic, attention-seeking like marketing garbage but it, it's, it's actually yeah but now that it's been 20 years or whatever people love it and it's like that's what they got a, that's what got a lot of people into comics was like steel they just was like yeah. i got into steel and that was my favorite guy it, and it's like god dang it you know yeah i god i just i there's a bunch of kids right now who are like strap barry gordon uh, to the batmobile <laughs> I, I guess like it. the i don't know I, I actually don't read superhero comics because i can't hmm. like it's just it's it's never been my thing. Like superheroes are like cool, but just they're just like completely irrational. Like how do you actually craft like stories for Superman that are actually stories? Like you know, it's there's not like mm-hmm. drama or tension. It's just, you know, it just it I you, I don't know how you do it well. Like mm-hmm. and from what I've seen so far, there isn't one. I mean, they have to, they themselves, it's like, it's sort of, you know, with Superman, it's not really about Superman, it's about everybody around him, and how they're relating to Superman, and it's sort of like, he's kind of this thing. And they eventually kind of write themselves into corners with it, which is why you get the Doomsday plots and all this other weird stuff, and the Batman plot where he uh, has a secret plan to basically stop everybody, or, you know, Lex Luthor's gotta have, you know, Kryptonite or whatever. Um, You know, but Superman's kind of the extreme end of the tank. Like, he's very tough to write, um, other characters are less tough to write. Obviously, Batman, you could just do whatever you want. That's why Batman is so accessible because he's got because he's a normal human being. Yeah, and his guy, it could just be <laughs> I mean, a he's mobster, a really, really rich human being. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, his villain of the week could literally just be 
a hedge fund manager. You know, like it doesn't have to be super something super extreme. Yeah. No, it's God. I I mean, I read a lot of I've like read a lot of comics, but they're not like they're not DC or Marvel. Like The Boys is one of my favorites. Hmm. Have you read it? Hmm. No. It's based in like a universe where like ever, or like a yeah I guess a universe where like basically half the population or like a, a quarter of the population just has superpowers and so the government makes like a CIA agency that is codenamed like the boys yeah which are given superpowers and their literal job is to go around and make sure other superheroes aren't like complete dicks yeah and it's pretty good yeah that sounds cool they like murder a lot of superheroes yeah <laughs> just but yeah uh east of west is phenomenal from what I've read so far, it's really good. It, the the sun, I, I think I've told you about it before, but it's just like the Earth is basically on the apocalypse. By apocalypse, I mean like Revelations, like the Four Horsemen, mm-hmm. like that. And so it's like this really weird dystopian future thing where like, oh God, like the like the actual apocalypse and the Four Horsemen are like real. And so there's like this interesting like the the plot is that like death fell in love. And, like, no longer wants the apocalypse. Yeah. And so, like, killed all the other horsemen. And then they got, like, reincarnated. And so now they're, like, super pissed at death. And there's, like, a huge, like, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, yeah. it's That's, like, superhero-esque. But it's driven around, like, you know, actual, like, story and characters who are, like. Yeah, it, it's driven around the characters and how they react to the story. Not how how they can, you know, destroy an entire continent with a flick of a finger. Yeah. Right? Like, that That to me is what's always made the most interesting characters, right? So my favorite comic book characters are, like, Daredevil. I love Daredevil. Sure. Um, so, like, that, the Punisher, that, that like, Batman, movie was your favorite movie? Or, the what? The Daredevil movie was, like, your top ten. Oh, the Ben Affleck movie? <laughs> yeah, that movie uh, was terrible, but the audio in that movie was amazing. Mm. Sure. Whoever was the sound engineer in that movie was deserves a freaking medal. Like that movie had amazing audio. But yeah, it was a garbage movie. But uh <laughs> like I've always loved like I always I always like uh superheroes that aren't really super. They're they're more human than they yeah. are superhero. Um because to me that's much more of a compelling story, right? So if a bad guy sneaks up on the Punisher with a handgun, there's a chance he can kill the Punisher. Right. And so all of a sudden, like that thing happening is, is, is a sense of drama. That's something that entices the reader to right. keep reading. You don't know what's going to happen. If it's a bad guy sneaking up on Superman with a handgun, you know that, you know, nothing's going to happen. Like you just know that it yeah. doesn't matter. Like right. bad guy sneaks up on Spider-Man with a handgun. What's going to happen? Well, Spider-Man's spider sense is going to go off and he's going to dodge it and punch the guy and stick him in a web. And that's the end of the comic. Right. Yeah. So there's not really a whole lot of drama. If you're Wolverine, you just get shot and you don't care. Oh god, the worst character. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, Wolverine's the worst comic book character ever. I hate that comic book character with the burning rage mm-hmm. of a thousand collapsing supernovas. Um. But characters like um, you know, characters like Daredevil or Batman. Yeah. Like if you shoot them, they get ribs broke. Like sure, their suits bulletproof, but they still suffer the broken ribs. They still are old, like they still suffer from joint degeneration and hit them in the mouth hard enough, a tooth will fall out. Like, that shit still happens to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scott, if you haven't read it, East of West, you should do it. Okay. It's very good. East from West, right? East of West. East of West. Yeah. They're now like six trades in, so two full years of printing. You can actually find the books on Amazon, like the hardcover year one, year two books. 
which are like thirty dollars a piece, probably. And each of them has like four trades or something like that. So okay, like yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I just did a quick uh... like. I own all the trades, and I've been debating owning those books because they're, like, hardcover and really, really, really nice. And, like, I kind of want that to just have for, like, 30 years from now. And I'm like, kids, you're five years old. Time for you to read about death and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, but, yeah, that's really good. Nice. Published by Image, right? Yep. God, Image has, okay. basically just has a lot of really good things. But, yeah. I tend to like stories about the apocalypse. Low is also one where it's, like... Uh, the Earth is expanding because it's near. It's you know the Earth has started to die, so mm-hmm. it starts expanding, and then the surface of the Earth gets too heat, too hot. So basically, people who go live in sea labs, mm. and like the idea was that they would have found another habitable planet by now, but they like haven't. So everyone's like, "Well, this is the end." So it's a very like uh, hedonism like society mm-hmm. and like pirating and stuff, and just you know everything's going to crap and. People are trying to find, like, this, like, planet to go to to save humanity. Yeah. And, like, 90% of humans are just like, screw it. Let's F. Like, we're all going to die. Yeah. So, I'm fine. Yeah. So, anyway. You guys want to We can wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a pin in this one. It's been an episode. Um, Thank you for listening to episode 348. 348 of Muse on Minis. I'm Nigel. Crump. See you, Good night. Thank you.